to episode 120 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike. I am here with Anthony. I am here with Grizz. This is our first podcast back post-Halloween. I feel like I'm not even like Halloweened out this year. I feel like it was fucking just not even even a blip on the radar. Right? Yeah, I agree. This Halloween was not... It was such an epic night for Halloween, too. You had like the... The fucking what is it? The daylight savings time. You had the full moon, and of course, it's like Saturday the shittiest night. Halloween in, in years. Well, the sky looked dope over here. Like, oh, there was like beautiful. This big, it was like this like black fog under like it was awesome. Yeah. It looked it looked like Halloween. Anthony just, fucking tore off his clothes, terrorized the neighborhood. Yes, interesting night for him, right? Yes, <laughs> that's no different than any other night though. It just happened to be. No, Halloween. I woke up, <laughs> no, I woke up at the zoo in the cage. Yeah. yeah, and I had to run back to an apartment, but I was naked, so I stole a woman's jacket at the park and some balloons. Luckily, you can probably find some one. newspaper to cover yourself with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I saw that on a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, me and my friends were, long story short, me and my friends were, you know, my friend were going across, you know, Europe and, you know, he got bit, bit by a <laughs> Speaking of Europe, you know, it's funny. I don't know. I, I mean, technically it's Europe because this movie is from Italy. The Gates of Hell. That whole movie takes place on fucking Halloween. Like, they have to basically find the priest, uh, like the grave and everything. By All Saints Day, which is November 1st, so midnight on Halloween. So, like, the whole climax of that movie is Halloween, and they never say it, like, once. So, you would never think think that movie is a Halloween movie unless you're paying attention. Yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, it's awesome. It, like, fits. For Halloween, that movie nails it, right? Like, the atmosphere, even the time of year, it seems like it's around. It obviously is. I mean, it's supposed to be... Uh, Halloween. And yeah, but it Saints feels Day. like fall in that movie. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like the town of Dunwich. Like it's super like rainy. It's windy. It looks like it's you know Halloween time. Yeah. Which you know one thing I have to say is this year it wasn't like 90 degrees. You know what I mean? Like that's always always sucks when it's super warm on Halloween. It feels yeah. like you're you know. It's, I've never you know, had that cold. problem. And I can't ever remember a Halloween where it's been really warm. We usually have the opposite problem. We got like, you got a sweet ass costume, and your parents were like, "All right, time to put the snowsuit on over your fucking Batman yeah. outfit." That just <laughs> That's a great Halloween Jerry Seinfeld joke. Do you remember that Jerry Seinfeld joke where he was like, "Like I was Superman, but my mom always made me wear a jacket when I was trick or treating." It's so true. When I would get when I would get trick or treats, like, "Who are you supposed to be? I'm Superman. Look at the pant legs. <laughs> look at the." My weaknesses are kryptonite uh, and cold weather. <laughs> we've had snow before on Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. uh, I think it snowed on the Halloween after the hurricane, right? It did. Of course. It's like, oh, how can we make this year even more terrible? Let's, uh, yeah. let's have snow on fucking Halloween when nobody has power. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, when I used to, when like years ago when I was at a boarding school, I remember like in Massachusetts, uh, it would snow like October 1st. It would snow. It was insane. That's nuts. I know it's snowing up there right now. It snowed, it snowed on Friday. Where did EK? Uh, EK lives in New Mexico. Uh, the no, southwest. Yeah, yeah southwest. They got a lot of snow. I was wow. surprised because he said it was very warm the day before, and then all of a sudden he's fucking. Everything's frozen. We got snow Crazy. here on Friday, but it wasn't like a significant amount. Just you know, your your beginning standard flakage for the season. We had a little bit of sleet. That's about it. But we sleet, sound like sleet. the old men at like LA Fitness right now yeah. in the locker room. Uh, Grizz, 
Why don't you why don't you hit that time machine, baby? Alright. We're hopping in. We're we're jumping to the dial in the bad taste video time machine, and we're gonna turn it back to nineteen ninety-four. Mike, set the scene. Okay, so I figure we're gonna do November of nineteen ninety-four. Now, technically, the movie that we're doing this week could have been from 1992 because that's the copyright date on the movie. But we're going to we're going to stick with 94 when it was released on VHS. I agree. So, November of 1994. Uh, I think my answer is Yokozuna. Anthony, <laughs> you would be incorrect. Is it Hogan still? Nope. We'll pass that. Wait, no, 94? So we're talking uh, about November, November of 94. It's kind of a tricky one because there's technically... Did I add? Did I answer this one? La- la- no, last week you had Flair. Yeah, the there, there's the two people Flair. that would that would qualify well, no, for this it, answer. Cause, well, because it was Brett and, Brett and Lex had the... Um, they have to have the, they, the... The whole thing happened the Royal Rumble that led into the... But going into Mania, it was Yokozuna because they had to do... They had to face him twice in the night. So who beat Zuna at Mania? Brett, but be, oh, this is November '94. Correct. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I, I was thinking I was going into '95. Yeah, Brett beat Brett beat Yoko. So going in, so this would be going into '95. Yeah, it's, Brett would still be champion, right? There you go. Ding yeah. ding ding. Very sorry. Good. That's actually I thought, I thought '93 for November what? of 1994. You guys. Early There's November. Two people. Diesel, Diesel, November. Diesel, and Bob Backlund. Yep, it is Diesel, Bob, Bob Backlund and Big Daddy yeah. Cool himself. Fucking Diesel yeah, be, are the champions. Beat him on a house show. At Wait, MSG. What? Yeah, beat him at a house show at MSG. Bret Hart did have it for three quarters of the month. Yeah. Oh, okay, so there's three. I guess you were technically right. Yeah. Yes. It, it's Brett, it's Brett, Backlund, Diesel, and then D, then it goes into one of the worst WrestleManias of all time, which is Mania ninety five, which is I think we've already referenced before, it's Bam Bam Bigelow versus LT. Rough, rough mania. Rough. Not rough. very good. Rough. But the next year, 96, we get the <laughs> Iron Man match. And the next year. Which is gr- we get Iron Man. We get Sean versus Brett. The Iron Man match. I was just watching them uh, training for that match. Yes. The vignettes for that. I was going no, through the rolling. really good. WCW title vacated at the moment. Vacated. Oh. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the biggest champion of it all, the vacated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I think Savage ends up winning it though yes. eventually. Yeah, Hogan. It's go Hogan, Chavez, Sting, Flair. Hogan, Chavez, Sting, Flair. Sega 32X and Doom released oh. November of 1994. I had the 32X version of Doom, but I did not own a 32X. So that was pretty useless. You just I probably at it. still have it. <laughs> yeah, I just looked at it, but you know, I had it for the PC, so that would uh, that's fine. Something that I thought was cool for '94: the average price of a movie ticket was four dollars. I love that. I think that's a cool that's thing amazing. to add to the segment. And they were probably bitching about that. Yeah, four dollars is bullshit. <laughs> I feel like movie prices jumped like extremely quick. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like they went like to fucking what is it now? How much? How much is it now? Like seventeen it's bucks sometimes. Yeah, it's a lot. Sometimes Depends. it's like twenty. But now you have the premium shit. theater with fucking footrests and you know butthole massagers and shit. Now, dude, but that's why that those apps. The, if you go to like I go, we go to a local theater a lot. That the Huntington yeah. Cinema Arts. Like I'll, I, I'm a member there. But if you check, if you pick the AMC or Regal app, the amount of money you save, it's insane. 
Like you get, like it re- you really save money with that app. Now, one thing I have to say is I'm pretty happy that as a kid the movie theater experience was what it was. It was what you always remembered. Absolutely. And as we got older and I got a little bit more money, now it's like all like luxury. I love it, especially yeah, after having great. herniated discs in my neck. I love <laughs> Wonderful. those seats. Also being over six foot tall, fucking, uh, it's it's nice to have the leg room. <laughs> I, I, I once got it kicked out of one, like they almost kicked me out of a luxury seat theater because uh, I I, could, I I lost my ticket on my way to the seat, and I was with like my I was with my now wife, and like one other person, and I'm like I'm obviously I'm like I'm obviously here, and they're like, sir, it doesn't matter. You need to present your ticket, or you can't sit in your seat. Like a really mad usher. Oh who, my god. Very sh- you short. You lost guy, it from very, the time yeah. that you got to the theater to the. Time I think I threw out. Some, I think I, I got something to eat. And I threw it out. Oh like, damn, man! Rookie move. Try to pull up the email and all that stuff. Remember when we had a pizza and the guy's like, hey, what are you doing? Do you remember what movie that was? <laughs> no. Punisher Warzone. Oh. Punisher Warzone. That movie yeah. was sick. The movie was great. I've Highly definitely brought subs into a theater before, too. Fuck that. I'm going to eat. <laughs> yeah, the, the security guard was friends with the, our friend that worked at the theater, and we we're sitting down, and he bring, our friend who works there brought in a pizza for us, and then the security guard comes in and goes, Guys, you can't eat that. Oh, it's you guys? Eat the fucking pizza. That <laughs> <laughs> was one of the best. Eat the fucking pizza. I don't care. So this week's movie, like I said, it was released on VHS in 1994. It has a copyright date in 1992, and the production began in 1990. This week's movie vampires and other stereotypes a direct to video shot on video um brimstone productions release like you said probably the best one right i think it's kevin's best work so far that i I mean i haven't i think there's a few that i have yet to get so i can't say that it's his best movie because i haven't seen all of them but out of the 10 or so that i own it's the best one that i've seen and by Kevin, he means Kevin J. Lindenmuth. And he directed this movie. He directs, uh, He also directed Twisted Tales, Addicted to Murder, that whole series, Alien Agenda, uh, Alien Agenda uh, Creature Realm from the Dead. What else? Rage of the Werewolf. You ever get that one? That's one of the last ones that I'm missing. So I hey, if you how have, that it, movie is. have it, Yeah, I wonder how that movie is. I wonder. I I like werewolf films. I, I like low budget movies, werewolf dude. films. I there's so many of them. Also, uh, I saw that he has an interesting credit. I'm not nuts. Living with food allergies. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good plan word. Uh, very 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 interesting guy. I'm right. Very nuts. interesting. I like that. And this movie, vampires and other stereotypes, was his first. I guess full-length film, right? Uh, really, really impressive for a movie that was made on a $30,000 budget. So in the shot on video world, they have a little bit of room to work, yeah. right? And I feel like they actually did a lot more with that money than you would have expected. It looks great. It looks really good. awesome. This film was shot in New York City, and you could tell they they really kind of have a lot of pickup shots and yes. you know various things of the skyline. And I knew you were gonna love that of, when I was telling you to watch this movie. That was like one of the, yeah, the key dude. things I knew that you were gonna pick up on and really vibe with. 
I'm all about that. You know me. I love the fucking uh, the New York City horror or even action or anything. I mean, there's not too many like. I mean, like the Warriors is fucking sick. Shit like that. Escape from the Bronx. Uh, Bronx Warriors. I guess there are a lot. So. Deadbeat at Dawn. There's <laughs> yeah. just so many. It's such well, a that's, cool thing. Well, that's not New York, though. It's Deadbeat at Dawn's not New York. No, that no, no. That's, um, that's supposed to be uh, Dayton. Yeah, I think it's them. supposed to be Dayton, Ohio. But anyways, it's something different about when you're watching a movie, like especially like a horror movie or a movie that you really get into, and you recognize the surroundings. If it's some place that you've seen growing yeah. up or that you're familiar with, it just makes that you connect with it just a little bit more. Yeah, because it feels more like, you know, whenever you see something you recognize in a movie from like your everyday life or whatever you're like oh man i know that yeah you know what i mean like it gets you you get like a pop from that like oh shit it brings it into reality uh, almost like oh this could be real i i fucking see that building on my way to school every day or some shit i, yeah. li- I like when you see like like a movie or a show that uses a place that you're familiar but you see how they kind of like make it like different in a way like you know if they're shooting in a building they're using like the back office as like the front entrance but like you'd see they're using all like everything they have in this one location about how it normally wouldn't work yeah but like oh fuck they're using the library across the street for a classroom and they're using like the hotel across the street for like like a big negotiation like yeah like it's just yeah i like seeing how it's like change and stuff yeah this has a very interesting connection in it uh, Scott Sliger, who did the special effects in this movie, which are actually pretty good, he apparently had something to do with like the models and puppets and shit on Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh, awesome. <laughs> really? And, like, I didn't read that. Yeah. Sweet, dude. I love yeah. that. Yeah, what a credit to have. It's one of my favorite great. shows that MTV ever did. Yeah. It's awesome. I, w- I wish they would show that stuff again. I, I mean, I'm it sure came they back do, for but... a bit, but it was computerized, I think. Oh, really? It, it came like... back like CGI. Uh Imagine those were all stop motion, right? Yeah, the old ones was were. Damn, that's fucking crazy. You know, it's like what, uh, what? Comedy Central just picked up Beavis and Butthead and they're rebooting it. I would love for that to be a success and then, then maybe dig into it and do yeah. a true reboot of the Celebrity Deathmatch for now. It'd be such a good thing for, for awesome. today's what day. What was the M- Liquid Animation? What was the MTV's like, like, like the head? Daria, yeah, yeah, like all the like Eon Flux, all those shows like MTV were pu- pushing like the early to mid nineties, like that was like and Celebrity Deathmatch Death was a part of it. That was but, like the tail end of it. Yeah, but that that would they had some of the best. Some of those cartoons were great. Man, the shit we used to watch on TV as kids, was crazy. <laughs> what a time to be alive, yeah, right? right? <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Should we hit the trailer and get into this movie? Let's hear about it. Why don't you ever let me help you? I can let you know what's going to happen. Let's not go through this again, okay? My line of work is better off I don't know. You're going to meet someone important today. A woman. Yeah, well, she said I was going to meet another woman today. Another woman? Fuck off. I know you're going to need help someday. And I know it has something to do with that partner of yours, Mr. Monotone. You feel something for that blonde, don't you? She's an innocent, and uh, she's scared. What could be more appealing? (laughs) 
a guy I like, and he turns out to be a vampire. Who would have thought? I still don't. This all makes my butt pucker. Get me down! Get me down! I'm gonna report you to your precinct! Who said we're the police? Vampires and other stereotypes. Uh, Grizz, I think, you know what? I've been on a roll. I feel like I've been doing a good job with these synopsis, synopsis, synopsis. Uh, I do not prep for them. I don't think about them until this moment, and I panic, and whatever comes out is, mm-hmm. is just a pure. This is word art. Just mm. pure art, right? Pure expression right That's now. Right. All right, let's How say. We do it. Word vomit. <laughs> Two otherworldly demon detectives cross paths with a group of young ladies as they travel to hell. And it's up to them to stay alive to make it back to Earth. Yeah. Yeah, it's good enough. Sums yeah. it up. I think that's yeah, a summary. Yeah, that it up pretty well. There it is. There it is. You did it. <laughs> yeah, so basically, uh, these three girls, uh, Jennifer, Linda, and Kirsten. I'm going to have such a problem with that this whole time. Kirsten being, Kirsten. I guess, the main girl, you could say. Uh, she has a date with this guy, Eric, and they're going to go to one of Eric's friend's parties. And basically... They end up in a warehouse during some sort of demonic seance and they get sent to hell with Ivan and Harry to otherworldly. They're almost like Ghostbusters or like what uh, what's that fucking show on like the WB with the with the two the two guys. They like they like fight ghosts and like monsters and shit. Come on, dude! You're not, <laughs> yeah, the guys, the guys in the Friday the Thirteenth remake. Oh, Supernatural! Supernatural! There it is. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like a supernatural. You also forgot he was the, he was the he got melted in the House of Wax. He guy. did, yeah, same he, fucking guy. And my bloody Valentine remake. Yes, he made, he, he always has different like a guy, different guy. He's the other brother. the other one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that one for those other two always has a light movie. mustache. <laughs> What'd what? you say? I just love when puke is green in movies. There's a scene we're just seeing, and then, like, dude, green puke, everybody. That's the color to make yeah. your puke in movies. Dude, did you notice I fucked with my webcam settings now, and you could see the movie, like, clearly? Yeah. It's, right? Can you see it better dude, now? Dude, shit's popping. I'm like, I'm right. watching it with it? you now. Hell yeah. Hey! Oh, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. I'm going to send a punch in the mail. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about the cast of this movie? You have Harry and Ivan, which are 
are two, what would you call them? Like, they're like private investigators slash rogue. Like, what would Constantine be called? Well, Constantine was like a magician, I guess. Yes. It was like something like that. But, uh, like, what would you call these two guys? Oh, man. There's, there's so many titles. I mean, there's the title that gives away the, the giant twist. No, let's I not don't do that. Wanna, yeah, I'm not trying to do that. So I'm trying to avoid calling them that. I like your otherworldly description. That's a good way to put it. Oh, man. They are... I, I, I don't like the word detective because I think that's like what they're trying to play them off as. But they're not detectives. They're just like out for their own purposes but man. vigilante detectives vigilante yeah. demon hunters yeah 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 you know what i like that vigilante demon, demon hunters, hunters right ivan and harry ivan is the younger of the two they're uh obviously a little strange right strange. i i like the little thing that he carries that little like meter that he has that i guess tells him when demons are near and it also zaps he like zaps some demons with that at some point too for i, I Dude, that, don't know if you noticed that that reminds me of like the ghostbusters thing you know that little like fucking i don't even know it reminds me of like william shatner star trek <laughs> yeah <laughs> props yeah, the, the, the demon tracker <sighs> exactly yeah. and uh kirsten's dad is also involved in this right they all happen upon him being uh almost killed by some sort of demon follower well, i found that pretty interesting shit, right so i'm glad he dies oh shit man hot, actually no you're right hot take you're right he is he is a piece of shit <laughs> and you know what he does a stupid fucking thing and he pays for it right he pays for it with his life <laughs> decapitating yeah that's, that's a good way to put it but for a shot on video movie, I think the casting is pretty good. The acting is a little dry at times, but it's entertaining like any uh, shot on video movie would be. Right? I think the the Ivan character, I think that dude does a really great job. And I know that the uh, his what the hell is his partner's name? Um, Harry. Yeah. He, he you know, I his he's very dry, but I think that's like the character that he's trying to play is that deadpan kind of character he he has some great lines in this movie dude at one point he goes this all makes my butthole pucker and it's the fucking (laughs) funniest thing then about this whole movie but he's supposed to be like a tough italian guy right he's got like this whole like hey yo like i don't need this (laughs) yo this is making my butthole pucker over here (laughs) yeah yeah talk about chubby danny (laughs) zuga Who, Jerry? <laughs> yeah. Don't bring it up. He gets upset about that. <laughs> uh, I do, though, like I said, think that the casting overall in this is good. I think Eric, the the boyfriend, is also an interesting character. He looks like he's straight out of fucking 1989. And I think that's because this movie did start production in 1990. So, obviously... You know, some things are going to look a little dated, even if it got, you know, actually released in 1994. But, you know, what can you do? Those girls are pretty good, too, I thought. I think they all do a pretty good job acting throughout the movie, and they're believable. And I do, too. Being friends and, you know, goofy with one another and shit. Yeah, yeah. And this being 
made in 1990 original. You know, it's it basically was made between 1990 and 1992, right? So for something from that time period that was shot on video, I feel like it, you know, it almost would be on, say, like the camp video quality of movie, right? Would you say? Oh, this could have easily came out on on camp video for that time period. I think that uh, if if Lyndon Myth didn't have his own thing going on with Brimstone Production, I could easily see this being under that catalog. Yeah, it's definitely well done. It's well shot. It looks really good for the time. I mean, even... Okay, so it would have been made in 1990 to 1992 so let's look at some other like uh, maybe 1990 shot on video horror movies right you have things like bimbo's bc being released on uh what's that uh like early cinema home video right uh you have dark harvest you have gorgasm you have the scare game Shrek, which if you have one, please uh, get at me. <laughs> I'm still, I'm desperate. I got a couple donkey fans, so he loves those. Yeah, Shrek well, slightly different movie. <laughs> I have a couple Shrek DVDs if you want. And then you have like Zombie Rampage too. There we go. So I would say even like 1990, this movie destroys almost all those movies, yeah. except maybe Shrek. But I, uh, I'm still, I still want that. But uh, what year was uh, was was Skinned Alive? Isn't that a 91? Technically, I think 91, right? Because this this is like a similar, I think, you know, quality to that movie. If I was going to compare him to any of them as far as, you know, how well it was made as far as, you know, camera work, maybe even a little bit better than that movie, to be honest. Yeah. And then also, say, even just the the same year that it was released on tape, 94, had something which we love, City of the Vampires, but this looks far better than that yeah movie, sorry right? like Ron. far more this professional one, this yeah one crushes it this yeah. looks really good it actually it could easily pass for like a mid-90s movie a movie like production wise yeah for yeah. sure a movie that you are a, a fan of dark descent oh, right yeah. another 94 movie the ron Bach. Uh, moon moon child um gore whore la aids jabber Oh one my that God. E- I've never e- even e- heard e- of e- that e- one. Had, yeah, EK uh, e- had a copy of that. He traded it away. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Mr. Ice Cream Man, uh, Savage Harvest, which we covered rather recently. Go back and listen yeah, to that. really great movie. Uh, Sorority Slaughter, a wave release, which is a very similar thing to Brimstone, right? Similar idea, almost. You know, they kind of have their own thing going on, and they just release their own videos. How would you compare? Uh, how would you feel like in the comparison between this one and, and Savage Harvest? What do you think has more rewatchability, and, and which do you like better? Oh. I think this movie actually has a. It definitely has a better production value. The story is equally as good. I would say I would watch this one a little bit more, though. Because it is uh, a little bit more, I guess you could say... Palatable? Yeah, well, like action-packed. You know what I mean? Like, there's stuff always happening in this movie. I totally agree. And it reminds me me a lot of another movie. Not so much the story or anything, but just the general feel and the way it's executed. It reminds me of Ozone, which also came out in 1994. Uh, J.R. Book, Walter Tempe video release. Does have that feel. Which, speaking of... 
Well, speaking of, I just bought the, and you actually were just saying it, I just bought the Skin the Live Blu-ray. Oh, I'm looking forward to hearing how that Ooh. is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Makeflix store, because they had a like a half-off sale. So I was like, fuck it, I need that Blu-ray, bro. The, uh, <laughs> the, the cool thing about this, like the effects and a lot of the gags and stuff in this, it reminds me of like... If nobody fucking believed in Clive Barker and only gave him a couple thousand dollars to make a movie and he was really high the entire time, this is what would come out of that scenario is this film, which I absolutely love. Do you know what this reminds me of? And I've heard other people compare it to this also. It reminds me a lot of Evil Dead. It does. I can see that The way, you know, a lot of the gags, the heads on the wall laughing at them, making fun of them, doing stupid shit. Could be really influenced by it for sure. There's a there's a like disembodied hand, right? That like fucks with them and all that shit. It even talks to them, says like, "Oh, we're gonna get you." That that looks really that looks really awesome. Yeah, there's tons of stuff. The guy's talking to the head. He just crushes it in his hands. Harry, right? There's a lot of similarities, and it's the whole thing where like they gotta make it to sunlight, Mm -hmm. right? They that's when you know. I guess they would be safe, even though they do say at one point also that if it if they don't get back to Earth by sunlight, then they're also dead while they stay in hell. But I think they meant I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. There's a, okay, so that's the thing about this film is that it is I don't want to say it's hard to follow because the main story is is actually pretty easy to keep track of. There's a lot of like little rules and shit though that kind of made it a little convoluted. Like you couldn't fall asleep and like so there was these weird like things that were like dream sequences, but I didn't know if they were really dream sequences. So it, it just it kind of got confusing in that way. But the overall like feeling of like hell being this labyrinth and this never ending like twisting and turning adventure was definitely portrayed really well in this movie. Well, I think it's supposed to be almost like if you fall asleep, then they could like fuck with you. Like you know what I mean? You're in hell that, and like, you're sleeping, so you're vol- like you're vulnerable to whatever's going yeah, on. Exactly, because remember that's when all the fucked up shit happens. Uh, Kirsten goes to the like that blue area, yeah. right? That's after she falls asleep. She also dreams that Ivan, uh, that Eric is Ivan, right? He tricks her when she's sleeping, like all sorts of shit, right? The uh, the whole like Eric is Ivan and then he's like the demon. Him turning into the demon is the coolest fucking character change of all time like in that? any movie. Yeah. You like that? I oh, love man. that character. I hated the boyfriend. That dude. What's it? What's his name? Like uh, that's Eric, right? Eric? Yeah. I hated that character before the demon change. When Eric became the actual like the demon that he is the whole time, but he's just not in human form. His his like demeanor and his personality is so fun. I, I he turns into a goosebumps character. Best shit ever, dude. I loved it. When he's like human, Eric, he looks like he would play on like your men's league hockey team in the early nineties, yeah. right? Since <laughs> the Megadeth and all that shit drives a Camaro, dude. And then absolutely. When he's, and then when he it. turns into like demon Eric, he looks like he's straight out of like goosebumps. It's fucking awesome, <laughs> right? But he's fucked up. All the fucked up shit they have going on in hell. Oh my god! But, but I like the whole thing where the the three girls are like, "Oh well, like where's the fire? Where's the brimstone?" And he's like, "Hell isn't you know all that shit. Like it's you know it's something completely different." And he gives like a whole background how like there was the different, lease. Well, there was like different races down there, 
and the demons like ruled and there were slaves and yeah, they actually that. like immigrated to earth and like all this stuff and it's like wow they actually put you know Kevin put some thought into this story yeah, that right? backstory and it is actually great. I love how they explained a lot of that because it, it eats up a little bit of time but it doesn't feel like it's just extra it feels important to the movie yeah there's a few plot holes but you know it's not the worst we've we've dealt with way worse on this podcast and I, I love the idea that uh, our, our three main female characters here are, are brought to this location and a trick to come here only for the purposes of breeding with demons that they're they're just like these sex objects that are there to breed more demons that can now walk in the light because that's the whole thing these demons can't walk in the daylight so if you survive the night you're you're good to go yeah yeah well maybe maybe <laughs> i don't know we'll see yeah well not even that they just they just kind of sometimes you're free sometimes you got to make it out somehow that's one thing about this they don't exactly say how to get out right but then at it's the hell, end they dude, just kind of easy well but then at the end they just kind of they're just kind of out you know what i mean like it's just like it <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> who will survive and what will be left of them though that's right, right. that's the real question when was the first time you saw this movie Grizz? because you told me about this movie i saw this rather recently anthony this was obviously Today. your first time watch uh you know i've watched this a ton since i've acquired the tape when did you first see this or how'd you first hear about it? Maybe. So I started collecting the, uh, the brimstone series and I started with the addicted to murder series and I really enjoyed those. So I started getting more of them and this was one of the harder to find ones that I was lucky enough to, to actually get from my cousin in Rochester. And after watching it this past, I think it was this past year or it could have been uh, late last year. I actually got it. I was like, holy shit, this is by far the coolest movie I've seen of his. And that's when I was like, Mike, if you can find it, you're like, dude, I think I think I found one for sale. And I was like, you got to buy it like right now. Yeah. You will not be yeah. disappointed with this purchase. Yeah, this movie is definitely going to be on the list of like, holy shit, what the fuck did I just watch kind of movies, right? It's got gore in certain places. It's not overly gory, but it's got like really weird visuals in it, right? It's oh, definitely yeah. not a PG movie. It's definitely yeah. not, you know, a giant kids. skinless Don't... fucking rat. I love that. Yeah, yeah, all sorts of fucked up shit. But I'm I'm very happy that you told me about this movie, and I'm also very happy that I found one uh, when I did. I feel extremely grateful. Yeah, because Lord only knows. Yeah, I know, exactly. But this movie actually has a few twists with a few of the characters. So now you think we should uh, get into that? Yeah, the, 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 well, the, the actual, like, some of the, the plot breakdown. Yeah, so now, throughout this whole movie, Ivan and Harry are... They, they, they're always talking about how they're hungry, right? Like, oh, I'm hungry. Like, oh, we gotta eat something. And it gets to the point where you're like, this is obviously a tell... For something because they keep bringing it up over and over and over so eventually at the end of the movie you have linda in the room with harry while ivan is going to get cursed in and jennifer who's the one that actually started the whole thing is like sick and tripping out in the corner uh harry 
just reveals that he's a vampire. And so is Ivan, right? They're two vampire, vampire cops. No, there you <laughs> go. Oh, shit. We've come full circle. Real vampire cops. Yeah, yeah. But he ends up actually eating, well, killing uh, Linda, which is unfortunate because she was a good character. But it's really kind of a twist that you weren't expecting, right? Like, I really honestly had no clue that they I would were, think he was a vampire. That they were vampires. I would. You, you did? No, like, no, I mean, like in real life. Oh, you're a vampire. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he is having these weird flashbacks of this woman, right? That he keeps seeing in hell that's like kind of taunting him. And she's speaking like another language and all that stuff. And it looks like it's from like an older time. And you do find out later on that they've actually been partners for like 150 years. Like what vampires do. Yeah, so they've been at this for a while. And now, he's, Harry is apparently even older than Ivan. Now, mind you, we find all this out like within the, in like the last 20 minutes of the film that's titled Vampires and Other Stereotypes. So if you're yeah. watching this for the other about hours length of it, you're like, where the fuck are these vampires that this movie is named after because there's not a single fucking one. Maybe well, maybe it was after the movie was done. Well, there's no, you don't How <laughs> oh, you wait, don't yeah. worry, there is vampires in this well, movie. Originally, this movie was called Hell's Bells. Yeah, that's really? true. There's an yeah. alternative name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so and that was released. I like that. I Even though... The, oh, my God. I think I like the name better. Yeah. No, I like... I. Uh, it was released, I think, EI Entertainment, right? Correct. Uh, released Hell's Bells. Yeah. Well, this movie under that title. Uh, I think also there was another release in the uh, mid 2000s. The like Clamshell, I think, right? 2013, maybe Horror Boobs and somebody did a release of that. No, the I one I'm thinking I, of is older. There's another older Clamshell release of it. I'm almost positive. I have to look that up now. I think you're thinking of the one I'm talking about with the guy with the, like the ripped open face on the cover. Is that a 2013? It's either 2013 or 2003. Wow. Yeah, That's it's crazy. it's one of those. Yeah, look it up. Uh, I'm surprised that this hasn't gotten more of a wide uh, release for you know DVD or Blu-ray, right? I feel like it actually has that like cult quality where it would do pretty well if there was a, a little bit of buzz behind it. Oh, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the, the Lindenmith stuff you'll start seeing in the next few years getting the Blu-ray treatment from some of these big companies. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be 4K because it's shot on fucking video. So you well, they, really they, they always do 4K. It's, just, it's the scan output. Like you, you take a 1080p file, you, you output it for 4K. There goes 4K files is sharper. I thought like you can only go to like 2K or something. Yeah, like but that but with- but they get still. It's just the file name. It's like really you're only getting 2K, but yeah. then like it says 4K. A lot of movies on 4K releases that weren't shot in 4K now. <laughs> so why don't we get into one of my favorite parts of the week, the <laughs> meat grinder. The meat grinder. This week. On the meat grinder, I had to get in the mood to travel to hell, right? So I thought I would 
Try a different setting on my guitar. So it still sounds the same, but whatever. <laughs> okay, here we go. Did I did I capture the essence yeah. of the movie? I love that. Uh, <laughs> yes. I love that ending with that that hard feedback cut. That's my favorite type hey, of end a song. Dude, fucking hard feedback always works. Hell yeah, always. Always start your song with feedback and always end your song with feedback. Hell yeah, always. Right, Anthony? I like when you like could like when you record you record in front of the amp to get like in the room that sealed out just to get the, like the room and the feedback. Yeah, that's my mm. favorite. I wish I wish I had the uh, the option here, but unfortunately, I don't know if you guys know this. I record DI. Everything right here is done into my computer. It's doable if you if you want to learn how to record at home. Hit me up. It's I'll doable. Yeah, they're yeah. fucking. You ever like do like a like a feedback swell type of thing using one of those ebos? Yeah, I used to, I, 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 Anthony I did. had one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I used it for the fucking, the, uh, our first Griefer single, Home is Where the Hash Is, and that fucking swell sounds so good. And like our guitar, uh, the dude who was doing the guitar work uh, for us at the time brought that out, and I was like, holy fuck, dude, this is one of the cool. I've never seen one before until yeah. you use that shit. It's like a magnet and a light. It's like fucking crazy. It's well, it just vibrates the, it vibrates the string, right? Yeah, it's, and it, it's like not one of the. Do you ever like buy like this could go for any hobby like something that like is such like a niche thing that it ends up being like okay yeah the ebo is like is one of those things th- is one of those things that should be shit but it's, it's fantastic phenomenal you know? oh. it, it works it's so, so well. versatile you can do things yeah it's like a niche thing where you walk into a good, it's not like you know you, you see the slides like this thing's how, what is it, like 50 bucks i think like 50 bucks do they hey can you drone with it oh dude yeah <laughs> yeah a great can drone I, can, tool can yes. I drone and G in that? Yeah, absolutely, oh. dude. Whatever, oh, whatever tuning you're in, you could some... just ease. Oh, man, we could do some cool shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, that. man, dude, next week on the meat grinder, you're going to hear me fucking yeah. using the uh, the Ebo. The Ebo. So, <laughs> I, for a lot of video work I do, when I have to do like dramatic sounds, if I do something scary or like a horror movie or something, like, or 
a short low, especially this time of year when a lot of clients want to do like, oh, I want to do like a scary. I, I, I take, I still have an interface, still have a guitar. If I want like weird noise, I just turn on the delay on Logic and I just take the Ebo and I just go like, like I'll just oh. like, like, or even like just do a, you turn it on, do like a, like a dive, like, like the hit. Oh it, yeah. Like a stab. I use it all the time because I'm a terrible what? guitar player. I, I'm a fraud. But I, I, I use the Ebo and the guitar for like still Anthony, to this day. You play guitar. Yes, but I'm I'm just saying. But you're not I'm, a guitarist. Is that what you're saying? I'm not a good guitarist. <laughs> I'm not a good guitarist. What I'm saying. But I use it a lot in my like very regularly. Like, Anthony, yeah. here's the here's the real question. Can you use your pinky? <laughs> oh my guitar? god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even even with and even though my pen my pinky's bionic. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Whatever. Chris, like, the first that video Mike now, ever man. sent me, he wasn't even using his pinky for power chords. Yes, I and was. I was going to ride my ass Wait, about what? it. Why what? would you use a pinky for power chords? What kind of little ass for, fingers for you got? Fucking proper technique. What are you talking about? <laughs> little Pinocchio over there with his little thin <laughs> fucking trumpet. I got hands. these fucking sausage <laughs> fingers, dude. I got to do what I can, all right? Let me see that. Put a, put a Ticonderoga pencil next to that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ticonderoga. Oh. Well, no, what 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 what's Beard's insult about um salt? Oh, your, your hands those are kind of money hands. Oh no, that's no. some jaws, baby. That's <laughs> no, yeah, what, what are you would say? That's kind of money hands. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not not a working man's hand. <laughs> uh, but buy an Ebo, it's great. You 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 could do stuff for sound effects work and everything. That's what I use. It for. Anthony endorses Ebo. Ebo, why don't you endorse us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sponsor me. <laughs> sponsor us. I need a Jackson guitar sponsor. I need an Ebo sponsor. Yeah. What kind of strings you guys use? I I, I need a Diodario string K, sponsor. Diodario. Uh, yeah. Oh. Why? No, no, no. They're local. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that. Give me them strings, baby. Nah, dude. Circle K. I used. To, I, used to, I used to hop off my friends. If, uh, if Circle K gives me sets of strings, I'll use them for the fucking meat grinder and plug them. Yeah, Why you gotta you support them, somebody you know? who's a one man operation, making the best strings in the business, shipping by himself, making them by himself. That dude's a boss. How do you make a guitar string? It's a machine. Yeah, he's like got a string a, winder. Like, yeah, it's like weird. It's like uh, it's like two little like they look like spiders basically opposite way, and you just kind of roll it, and they put the. Piece. Like the thing at Home Depot, yeah. When you, when you get wire from them, is it like one of those? Kind of like that? similar to that, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm That's telling you guys, awesome. if you if you play downstring instruments, if you're into low tunings and shit, you got extended scale stuff. Uh. Check out Calum strings. The dude is a fucking. He couldn't be a nicer individual either. You might wait a little bit for your strings, but they're gonna be the best strings you've ever played. I promise. Yeah. You. Yeah. So now that I'm sponsoring like that. you, give me a call, Caleb, and we'll fucking work this yeah. deal. Yeah. Out. Well, if I'm, you want to be like the meat grinder and playing G. Uh, you're gonna have to get some uh, special strings for that. Well, yeah. when, I, when I used to work at a music store, um, th- like all these like seven strings and eight strings guitars are really. I'm like playing ten, it on a six. I'm doing. A, I'm just lowering yeah, a no. six. Yeah, and um, there was like one company at the time. Um, Labella was the only one making. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. making the eight string packs, and for months, like I said, maybe six months, people were like. Labella strings in, Labella strings in. Like, no, they're coming. They're just not. They're like, the, I'm like, they are the only company that make the full set. Yeah. And I think in the interim, people figured out a way of getting like a certain gauge that would work. Uh-huh. So by the time we got all these, like, we had like maybe 80 Labella string packs, which think about it, it's a lot for a rare. Yeah, yeah. For, for a rare a specialty like, pack. Yeah. And by that time, people were like, they already figured it out. Oh, we already got it. Like, I, would call, I literally one day I was like, okay, we're gonna make a crap ton of money today. <laughs> Calling, oh, okay, you figured something out. Okay, oh, I sold my eight string. <laughs> oh, because uh, yeah. the, the 
It was like, <laughs> but hey, they were the have, only ones making the, the the string was so thick. That's when they call. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you have a set of Labella eight string guitar oh. strings? And you'd be like, DJ. <laughs> they'd be like, what? <laughs> DJ. What gauge are you running right now on your six? I think it's a sixty-two. Sixty-two. I uh, think I have sixty-two. He's just using a piece of copper from the bathroom. I have a I have a Gibson Les Paul traditional. No, Gibson Les Paul traditional Pro Two. It's basically a Les Paul standard, I think. Uh, it's got Seymour Duncan. What do I have? Black Winters in there. Mm. And uh, I think I run 62s mm. and I tuned the drop G to do the meat grinder. Love it. Interesting. I, 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 I use... Uh, I, that guitar I, rips, dude. That the guitar sounds sound really fucking good. awesome. I, I, have, I have a Muddy Waters Telecaster. That with, thing rips, with too. With the Seymour Duncan's but. But I use I use the twelve gauge be, um, Ernie Ball beefies, the yellow pack. Yeah. Like my, my by the time I'm done playing, I like cuts all over my. Yeah, dude, my finger, my don't yeah. don't fucking point or poke at me, bro. Don't come at me with that poking. I'll fucking oh. I'll send you into the next dimension. I'll send you down to hell with these people. Hell yeah. Oh man, there's gonna be a lot of editing here. No, uh, it's fine. Keep it in. People <laughs> like the banter, you know. <laughs> well, you gotta trim it up a little bit. So, do you guys like the actual story of this film? The whole premise of these people mistakenly being sent to hell and they have to survive to get back. And the two people that are their only protection are vampires. Just I, They just so happen to be vampires. I got a very supportive take about the story. About okay, Anthony, go. Out of a lot of the movies we've been watching over the past year or like straight, like, you know, shot on video... I think this is one of the few films that from 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 out like synopsis to shot list to filming hit all the marks of good story. Like the story was very consistent. It didn't, didn't like yeah. didn't fall off at all. Like I thought it was I thought I thought the story was great. I think that they actually uh you know it's a very elaborate idea for a movie. It was treated very serious. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very elaborate idea for a movie. These people are sent to hell. They have to survive. There's monsters. There's demons. But there's a lot of psychological aspects to it. There's a lot of people getting tricked. Almost like Demon Knight. Yeah, it's a lot. Right, where people are having these hallucinations that are trying to, like, fuck them up and all that stuff. Uh, It's it's really, really well done for a shot on video movie. It It had to have been planned out very well. Yeah. Because it's very thirty thousand dollars for us. It's coherent. That's the thing. The co- the story is coherent. It's it's what I would it's, call it. It's like yeah. what they did is they took a ten million dollar story and then made it on a thirty thousand dollar budget. Because yeah. the story deserves a lot of money to make it as conceptual as it could be. Unfortunately, they didn't have it. But I thought they did a damn good job with that thirty grand that they did have. To make well, how this you, story what it, it is, it can in be this stretched film. out for how video. You, for video, how do you think this is not is 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 pretty good? Well, how do you think this stacks up to like the other shot on video movies that we've done on this podcast? Like, it's up there. It's, I'm not gonna lie, yeah, it's up there high. Like, it's really, it's really, really well done. I really highly advise you try to find a copy of this yeah. movie. I, I like this for different reasons than I like the other stuff. Oh, the straight, the straight. Like shot a video, like you like, you know, like video violence for different reasons than why you like this movie. Yes. Oh, totally. Like yes. it's it's for a completely different reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which doesn't like a, mean that it's not bad or good. It's like this is 
a higher end shot on video can budget wise. Yeah, I would well, put Anthony, it in the category of those films as far as being the quality yeah. of shot on video film that it is. Well, yeah. this is also a different genre of movie. Yeah. Oh, totally. Movies. Speaking of which, it's like psycho. What, yeah, fucking, what what genre is this? Uh horror, sci-fi, psychological thriller and Andrew Cuomo look alike. Oh, oh he totally God, does. Like an he Andrew looks like <laughs> <laughs> he would Dude, go. We oh need a little bit God. more like Chris, yes. I'm not going to lie. Dude, when we go into lockdown no, again, like Chris. when we go into lockdown again, I'm going to be pulling clips from this movie and <laughs> yeah. fucking putting them. This makes my butthole for, pucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, um, when Lifetime, in two years, the Lifetime Network decides to make a movie about the Cuomos. Call this motherfucker I, they, up. They, they're yeah. going to cast somebody. I'll go, I got a guy. He probably hasn't acted in a while. But it'll be perfect. He looks exactly like Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to make the meme of him when he when he starts biting the girl and it's gonna say the New York economy and it's Andrew Cuomo. Trying to fix it with that legal weed though. We'll see what happens. Cut that. Wait, what? What's going on? Yeah, he's legal. He's legalizing. That's his move. Say it again. They're trying to legalize weed for us New Yorkians finally to to save our failing economy from COVID. Yeah, he said. Please elaborate. It took. He said early next year. Yeah, it took a fucking pandemic for New York State to finally get recreational marijuana. Yeah, I got it, baby. So be it, I guess. What's uh, the? What are the strings? Are there strings attached? Oh, it's New York State. You're gonna guarantee there's gonna be strings attached. If there's no home grow, then it's bullshit. I'm telling you right now. Don't True. support that shit. Um, what was it? Uh, um, John Mulaney last night had a really good bit about Cuomo at the press conferences. How he would say the dates, like, like his team forget, like he would forget the day. Today is Tuesday. It's like, oh, like he had to make a bet backstage. <laughs> I remember the day. I'll show you. Yeah, but there's going to be a lot of restrictions on those appearance. What, you're just going to get the shitty weed. <laughs> That's all we get now in the fucking dispensaries for us medical patients. You're a card holder? Yeah. Card holder. Proud card holder, baby. <laughs> fucking union for. that <laughs> <laughs> We got the purple cards. Oh shit, I'm about to tie this movie to everybody. This movie is tied to Space Jam. Oh my god, yes. And the reason why is we're watching a scene right now where there's a hell flashy back dream sequence in a diner with Jim Morrison and Elvis who eventually <laughs> turn into demons, which is absolutely fantastic. Now, but this actress wait. looks a bit different than the other scenes. The Jim Morrison character later. here is also an extra in fucking Space Jam. So there really? we go. He, he's just an extra. He's an extra. He's an extra in this movie, but they're oh. fucking connected, dude. Same universe. No, he's got a speaking role. He's got a speaking role. That ain't no he's extra. He's an extra. Baby. He's Jim fucking Morrison, for Christ's sakes. I, I thought you were going to go deeper because I thought you were saying the connection to Space Jam is that it's another movie that doesn't take place in space <laughs> and in, inside Earth. <laughs> Oh By God. the way, it takes place in, doesn't it, inside Earth? We're, we're in Earth, right? Uh, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Aren't we, aren't we like basically There's a like, couple space scenes to... in Space yeah. Jam. Come on. Yeah. No, no, there's not. Well, not... They, they're from space, I guess. But no, it's in this. I think it's the center of the Earth. That's oh, where Looney know. Tunes yeah. are. Yeah. No, but, no, because no. they play in, don't they play in the regular gymnasium? No, I think it's in center Earth. Oh, I don't remember, dude. Yeah, I haven't watched that in a while. So is this a vampire movie? <laughs> no, totally not. No, even it's a though movie the two with vampires. Main, you, that's what it is. It's, it's the movie. movie where the two main characters yeah. happen to be vampires. It's like if Van Helsing was an accountant, and then at the end of the movie, by the way, I'm a, 
I'm, I'm a vampire. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know who I could see making this movie really fun would be like somebody like Tarantino. Because if he made this like he made it like fucking dust till dawn, this would be a lot of fun. I guarantee you Tarantino's seen this movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I yeah. totally pick up some of that. I see some things as brilliant as he is. I'll see things like older, like like lower budget movies. Like, oh, he pulled it straight from this. He pulled- <laughs> <laughs> it all comes together. Yeah. 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 What can you do? What else could you compare this movie to? Is there any other movie that you can really be like, oh, wow. Like, I mean, I said Evil Dead, but it's more so like the actual premise of the film. Yeah, it's I very unique. A, I can't think of another movie. A lot of layers. Yeah, like that. You know, people get stuck in hell. <laughs> people get stuck Nobody in hell really and are saved yeah. by vampires. Very Nobody really wants to attempt that. That's a hard setting to to really do, right? And they pull it off. They honestly do. I, I, there's not a moment of this movie where I'm like, oh, I wish this would fucking end already. It's no. bas- it's like basically a mo- like it's like multiple like Twilight Zone episodes from like the modern era Twilight Zone like. In like there's just I feel like there's multiple genres in it. So there's like different layers. So you have the group found as you just said, like the Evil Dead group basically. Uh-huh. But then the movie goes, Oh, we're doing this type of movie. Oh, by the way, there's vampires. And yeah. by, by the by the way, where it's like it's different layers of there's like kind of sub sub stories yeah. inside the movie. I was just gonna idea. say this would be a really yeah. cool like wraparound thing for an anthology movie for this to exactly. be the main idea, and then to have each one of the characters have their own hell experience be a sub story yeah because you really get cursed in ivan kind of gets one when he goes for him uh for her uh harry gets one because he sees his yeah. like wife that uh i guess his long lost wife uh other than and let's see yeah no they all kind of get one so because linda has gets that one already yeah I think this is almost this like borders an anthology film. You know what it's I mean? An anthology like light, without being an anthology. <laughs> a, a light sprinkle of anthology. Yeah. If right? you want to see a movie kind of like people telling their different stories from their point of view in hell, you just watch Bill and Ted's bogus journey. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, your brother's like <laughs> Would you say that vampire films are like our favorite? movies now. i think it's our favorite without saying it they're my favorite <laughs> low budget movies i'm not gonna lie yeah now i think it's if easy. we went back to like the last week of january or the first week of february oh i believe we've all time. said that we weren't that we were not fans of, yeah, of vampire we movies, definitely right? did <laughs> but no i think i but well i think when you mean that there was a period in our lifetime where like vampires were like no we were straight up like fucking we don't like vampire movies I like we're not really that. in yeah, but, but yeah. I think we I think we like it without saying it in the sense like there's a lot of movies that like at this level of budget or lower. Wait, did you see Fat Jeff Hanneman? I totally <laughs> did. <laughs> that looks like Chris. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's it's like it. There's like it's so it's such an you could get away with vampires in like a low budget movie. It's yeah. easy. You could well, they could just look like normal people. Honestly, what I think happened was. We started going down that weird SOV low budget route for February vampire month that we did. And it kind of led us down to a few more, right? Yeah, I think that and, really did, did highlight the, the genre for us a little bit. Kind of gave us a taste of, of what a vampire movie could be that we didn't necessarily associate them with before. Yeah, because we weren't too, you know, I had a ton of Todd Sheets, you know, like 
zombie movies and all shit like that. Not many vampire movies, no. but now, pff, dude, this shit rules, man. <laughs> so the special effects in this movie are quite good for a movie with a budget of $30,000. What would you say some of your favorite parts were, some of your things? I liked the heads okay. in the room that were like laughing at them, like the disembodied heads and like shit Harry, like, yeah, like Harry, like <laughs> squishes great. one. What do, what about you guys? What do you, what do you think? I like the hand. The, uh, the dude, hand. that hand was fucking great. Really they did a really good job, especially with it, like having a mouth at one. I point. was trying to figure out how they how they would have done that with their budget strings. Yeah, it was pretty I wild. Oh man, it's either strings or mechanic. Um, I like the hands too in the hallway. There's a scene where like they're going through a hallway, and there's all the hands that are like supposedly like you know disembodied hands on a wall that can grab you and tear you apart and stuff. I think that was really cool. It actually, they actually tear apart the rat. Yeah. Which is a great, great use of that. I love that. And this is where you get the cover of the movie. It's him running through the hallway with uh, Kirsten. Another uh, great (laughs) special effects spot, which I think is kind of overlooked because it's in the beginning of the movie and it goes kind of quick. Uh, when Harry and Ivan first get to this warehouse that they're in before the kids and they're trying to close this portal to hell, uh, they come across this like hooded lady who's performing this ceremony and Harry like gives her a warning to stop and he's like one time warning and then the motherfucker just shoots her like point blank in the forehead. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. whole delivery of his like speech being so deadpan and him just like capping her ass so nonchalant was real dirty awesome. Harry motherfucker. I yeah, loved dude, it. Fuck. I laughed so hard every time what I character. watched that scene. You guys are gonna love this movie. The fucking little like monsters that they make that come out of the eggs, like these alien looking. Oh, the one they're the breeders. With the so wings. funny. Yeah, you people need to watch this movie. Yeah, right? I can't it's recommend it enough. I'm not gonna lie. This this shit fucking rules. I am a fan. I what are some of your other favorite scenes from this movie? Some of your other favorite parts i do i always i like especially lately i i I like looking at footage of like air like non like non-glory errors of new york city and i think like a lot of the b-roll shots like are i always just like like shitty errors of like it's just one of those things i like trying to defer what year it is by like the cars the posters and stuff and i'm just a sucker for any like new york city b-roll from like the 80s and 90s i don't know it's just there's it's like the period where you could be you, well, the shit, like when you were a kid shit. Yeah. you know you remember it that way i remember it that way you know it's it's a different time now especially with all like the gentrification of the neighborhoods and stuff it doesn't oh, yeah. look like it used to that's for mm. sure especially not at this point too yeah uh there is Chris, like uh, you, man? I, I wish that there was more use of some of the uh the demons that they had done the special effects for like in the beginning of when they get caught in this place, all these things are coming through the doors and they're fucking cool as hell. They got like these demons with like ripped off faces. They do a huge shot of a, a werewolf in a, in a silhouette of them. And I want to see more of that werewolf because it looks so fucking cool. I like the soundtrack. Like you hear all like werewolf howls and like screams and all like monsters and shit in the background the whole time. It's fucking awesome. Dude, the, uh, uh, there's like uh, the 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 end there, like the two vampires, uh, Harry and Ivan, get into like a fight because Ivan or Harry's gone AWOL and shit. 
And the music that's playing over that part is the funniest fucking music ever. It's like haunted house, spooky, like piano music. I was dying the whole fucking time watching that I shit. I like it. It's really effective in some points. It's though. great. Like it's creepy, especially with the way that they like, they have like the Suspiria lighting. Yeah. Like where it's hard, like hard blue light and all that stuff. But there's tons of fog and the room almost looks crooked that they're going through. Like there's a lot of shots of that. You know what I mean? And I, I really like how. Great camera tricks too. A lot of different like camera yeah. techniques from being like point of view to like handheld and shit. Really cool. I like when the dad gets his head cut off in the in like the hell pit. Really great. And it comes up and you see like the stump and it's all gross, right? There's a lot of good parts in this movie. The outside yeah, like atmosphere they create when like they have like in the outside world of hell and like there's like a door in the middle of like the this gravel, you know, pit and shit. I love the way those scenes look. Yeah. I thought they looked really like good. A, there's like a beheaded demon like on the side right yeah and all just, on like, the stake and shit that's head. yeah dude i forgot about that that looks great you could also tell like when the other shots like the reshoots are like when they came back after a couple years off or whatever it's like you could see like they look different from some of the other shots some of the cameras are different cameras and like i just i just think it's funny when a movie takes a little bit longer to be made oh especially well, I in think that it was, time i think it only yeah. took about two years but that's quite the difference there Eight, from yeah 90 to not yeah well yeah. some of the movies that we've covered where it's literally been like a race you know, blair witch <laughs> blair witch project was five days no eight days or yeah. whatever and then we've covered uh, movies that took five six like years years, years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great crazy movie. so what do you guys think would make this movie better oh man that's tough sixty thousand dollars <laughs> It's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit more uh, budget to let them go a little bit more over the top with the uh, with the special effects because I I love just, the I love the yeah. comedy behind this. I love that it's a, a, a splat stick movie that it's it's dark humor, and I think Light if they could the splat. amp that up a little bit, it would have been great. I got a question. Yeah, would this movie be better in space? Oh my no. god, in space! <laughs> now it's, what if now what if somebody said they were going to remake this movie? Would you be pumped? Depending who's doing. Imagine this with like a with like a fifty million dollar budget. Yeah, I mean, just like what he just said right there. Depends on who's doing it. Yeah, depends on who's doing it. If Rob Zombie's doing it, I'm totally in. Oh, you must. We knew that. To do it. <laughs> Guess what? If Rob Zombie was doing it, I would hate it. Would you know, know, one thing about all the movies at this time, they love this like camera effect of like the negative image. Oh yeah, yeah. right. They definitely like, use that you shit. Get away. They love it in the black and white. I like oh. how this movie uses black and white too. It fades in and out for certain things. So this bitch is why don't we French give, for some reason? I didn't understand that. Why don't we get to our chase scale and give our final thoughts on this movie? The cinematic hell appreciation scale of excellence. Okay, Grizz, why don't you go first? What do you uh, what do you rate this movie and give your final thoughts? All right, so I'm going to put this on my chase scale. I'm going to compare it to other shot-on-video movies that I love and that we've covered before in the past. Um, if I've given video violence a, a five, being probably one of the best shot-on-video movies of all time. This really does come close this is in that sense it's gonna be like a 4.5 a 4.6 i think that the only thing that uh is 
that could be better is just a little bit of a cleanup of the story, make a little bit more sense of what's going on in some areas. But that's just like a very small critique because I never found myself lost. I never found myself too um, uninterested in the movie. It, it kept my attention the whole time. For for what it is and for the amount of money it was made on, this is probably one of the best low budget shot on video movies you're gonna see. Anthony, I gave it a four point three. I thought it was a really really fun watch. I thought I thought the same thing that Grizz said is just like the st- you don't feel lost through it. The story is a uh, like I really feel like they they put a lot of thought into the story and like kind of made sure like a lot of details were there. Um, yeah, I just enjoy. It. I think it was, and also like the quality of it is very. It's very watchable. There's like you know, it's there's it's very like clean, clean image and everything. I give this movie a four point seven five. I think it's a solid shot on video movie. It's up there with all the greats. I would highly, highly recommend you check it out. Uh, no matter what we say in this podcast, it doesn't do it justice. No, this is I a sleeper movie. Statement. Right. And there's a reason why it's very hard to find. There weren't a lot of them made. Uh, it's worth it if you could find one. Uh, it's going to cost you, but it's worth how it. How much? Uh, a lot. Franker. A lot. <laughs> Minimum Franker. More than, more than that. More than that. <laughs> I got a deal on my last That's one. Right. And <laughs> We've seen these go for over $200. Yeah. It's wild. These, these, yeah. These have been over 200. I will tell you guys right now, a little uh, inside information. If you do want to watch this movie and you don't want to spend stupid amounts of money, you can buy or rent it on Amazon Prime right now. You can rent it for $1.99. Spend the $2 and check this movie yeah. out. I watched it online. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it. All right. So why don't we head to the video Dropbox and see what we'll be watching next week. Okay, so we picked vampires and other stereotypes for our first movie of November, but we had an idea. Why don't we do Grizz fucking drop drop the name. Nasty November. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to finish this month or the remainder of the month with Nasty November. We're going to try to do some stuff that's fucking disgusting, uh, you know, real bad taste shit. And this week's movie is definitely uh in very bad taste right hell yeah and it is not the movie bad taste it is the 1999 marcus koch movie rot and this one is quite the film it's very fitting and very topical for the time period that we're living in today i i think it's going to be a very delightful insight for everyone to listen to yeah, especially post-election. <laughs> let's see what's gonna let's see what's gonna happen. Uh, let's hit the trailer if there is one. I think there probably is. We'll see. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this.
thought I told you to fuck up. Okay, so uh, this one, it's pretty interesting. Uh, woman gets a flesh, well, not a flesh eating. Uh, well, it is kind of, right? It's, it's a virus. Eating. Yeah, it's a virus. Yeah, it's deadly. Yeah. yeah, that she gets from having sex with dead bodies at the, fun uh, the funeral hall. <sighs> you try to warn them. You, t you try to tell them, but you know, they don't listen. This is crazy shot on video, uh, madness, punk rock, metal, everything you can uh, you can think of. I mean, also Joel has fucking Winecoop. Wine, yeah, Joel Winecoop in it. <laughs> of uh, every Tim Ritter movie ever made. Yeah, we're huge fans, so this, this is going to be uh, uh, a nice treat. I'm yeah, I'm excited to do this. We're going back to our roots, right? Shot on video fucking stuff you probably haven't heard of or maybe you have but we both actually own this movie on tape too which is pretty impressive yeah surprising <laughs> i think this is a nasty november is going to be like our our, our palate cleanse from the uh the children's movie that we covered last week although i love Ernest to death it was yeah. a little bit of a a, a a side from what we normally do here so i think nasty november will make world. up for it but good pick. yeah maybe we'll go maybe we'll go to germany Oh, we definitely. I think it's time. I think it's time for some, uh, maybe some violent shit. I was gonna this say month. violent shit is definitely due in the uh, the month of November. So that's another. I was like, we can't go to everybody. Now. <laughs> okay, so next week we will be doing Marcus Koch's Rot. Let's head over to the wide world of gore. Welcome back to another episode of Wide World of Gore. Here on the Bad Taste Video Podcast, we are celebrating Nasty November. So I figured I would kick things off with a fun one from the one and only Mr. Brett Piper. For those of you who are familiar with Mr. Piper's work, I'm sure you'll remember films such as Mutant War or things like Dinosaur Babes. My personal favorite, They Bite, featuring cockroaches turned mutant with marijuana. What more could you possibly need in a film? Draniac, the one that we are covering this week from the year 2000, brings us Brett's attempt at a haunted house movie, I guess you could say. So the whole deal with this film is that we have a home that a recent dude has bought and he has sent his daughter and her delinquent ass friends in to fix this house up, get it cleaned up. His idea is to make a little bit of money on the house. What he does not know is that there is a goddamn water demon that is possessing the drain system of this house. This demon will come out of the drains and basically it can possess people. It can just attack people in general. Uh, we get some amazing practical effects for the year 2000. They did not overkill it with the bad CGI at the time. We get some cool stop motion stuff, which you don't get a lot in films, but it's very popular with Mr. Piper, and, and you see that in a lot of his work, uh, especially Dinosaur Babes. It's got a ton of great stop motion in it. This is 100% Brett's, I think, homage to 80s horror, his love for the horror genre, because you could take this film and easily put this uh, in, a, in an 80s genre 
or in that 80s time period and I think it would be a massive success just based off the idea of the water being possessed alone. It's such a smart concept to have. I don't think it's been done too often or, or I can't really think of any other ones at the top of my head. Uh, this film looks really great, 16 millimeter. It has like a kind of a made-for-TV movie vibe to it, just kind of the way that it looks. Uh, but it's still really well done because of the camera tricks that Brett uses. Brett's a very good director in the idea that he understands lighting. He understands uh, how to shoot a scene and, and to get the most out of very little. By far, probably one of my favorite scenes in this film. Uh, it has to be the scene where this chick is relaxing in a bathtub. Everything it just seems very calm and serene. And then the possessed water that she is in starts flowing blood out from inside of the drain and it grows tentacles and pulls her under and drowns her in this bathtub. I mean, nothing in this movie is gory in the sense that it's ripping apart entrails and that, you know, whole thing. But it has a melt movie vibe because you're dealing with water. So all the, the possessions and all the attacks have these really slimy kind of things going on. It really sets this apart for me. This film I, I have itself is the LMG Lincoln Media Group release of the movie. Uh, it's got a great cover. It's got an alternative cover that I think you see a lot of times. A lot of the times you see this movie, it has a cover. It has like a yellow artwork and it has almost a street trash kind of vibe to it where a guy is reaching out and he's kind of slimy. Um, the Lincoln Media Group uh, release that I have has a cool visual of the house. It's like green and and like black writing, so it has this kind of already uh, liquidy gooeyness thing going on in the art with the great possession face on the cover. Uh, Lincoln Media Group was a real small company. They only actually put out what I think is about six movies total, and I'm like I think only one of them was a western. Uh, I own all the horror movies. There, they are all this vibe this weird uh 99 2000 uh 16 millimeter movies that i highly recommend people check out because you get gems like draniac here which have just some real real great practical effects mixed with the stop motion uh mixed with some cgi it's it's a hell of a ride from brett piper i cannot recommend the year 2000's draniac enough all right, I think that's it, right? The uh, hopefully the the last bad taste video podcast recording of a terrible time period in American history. Hopefully, yeah, we can put a <laughs> fucking nail on this giant orange coffin. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, this actually will be coming out after election day, so. But we still won't know who. Yeah, remember won the elderly. We'll now. never know. It's it's, oh, yeah. it's all, all votes count. Yes, every, everyone go. Everyone do it. Yes, make sure it is you your don't. civil duty. You you, could do I it. really hope everybody went out and voted. Did by you go the time yet? You I already got mine what? in, baby. Did you, did you go no, yet? no, I get to go. I get to go on my actual on you, election day. You go on, yeah, yeah, they let me. Too. They let us go. So. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, my boss is me. So yeah, I said. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you will have already voted by the time you heard this. Better have. Wherever you're listening to us, please rate us five stars. Leave us a good review. We really uh, appreciate it. Uh, message us. Email us. Visit us our website, www.badtastevideo.com. Send us some feedback. We really uh, we really want to know what you think. Anthony, where could they find you on the internet? Apeciti on Instagram. Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? You could find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. I also want to give a, uh, a special shout out to our buddy Danny West in our Facebook group over at Bad Taste Video Facebook group. 
he posted a picture of him wearing the coolest Halloween costume I think I've ever awesome. seen. So Danny West, shout out to you and your fucking killer Slime City costume that you posted in our group. I'm gonna yeah, actually share out. that on our uh, on our pages on uh, on Instagram so everybody can check that out. Such that a cool costume, really even though everybody thought he was Dark Man. We know you were a fucking Slime City baby. But but uh, still, even if you think he's Dark Man, that's still a good like. Anthony's still down with that. Yeah, either I'm way, it was a good costume, yeah. dude. So it's so, a great uh, shout out, Danny West. Once again, you can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore Enabler. Mike, you can find me at Bad Taste Video as always. And uh, yeah, let's go back, listen to our back episodes. We have a lot of interesting stuff. You know what I, I something that bothers me that I really would like to do one day again. I had to do demons by myself. Oh no! And that no. always bothered me. It didn't one get the day, right treatment, dude. One day we're gonna have to go back and kick that motherfucking movie's ass. That's a good Christmas movie. Right? Maybe we'll break that out in December. Yeah, since all the all the Italians will be getting together, we'll do uh, <laughs> we'll do a little demoni. All right. Damn. <laughs> all right, guys. You got anything else to say? I'm God great. save us all. Hell yeah. <laughs> Go vote. It, it may be like Mad Max by the time you're hearing this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. No, no Gibson yelling at us. See you later. <laughs>